Philadelphia. I'm Joel Embiid. Like, I want the ball. You can use John with anything. You could be like, yo, them Johns is hot. Them your shoes, you know what I'm saying? So it can mean anything. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is the Fly Zone, uh, the From the People for the People Philadelphia Centric Podcast. Each week we're breaking down the biggest news, sports things, social, cultural things going on in the city, the city of brotherly and sisterly love. I am one of your hosts, Candace McLean, and I'm joined with Deshaun the Connect Carter. If you want to listen to us in any shape or form, why are you, we in a panic? You ain't going nowhere. Let's be clear about it. You can listen to us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, iTunes, Amazon Podcasts, and we do have the YouTube channel, which we are cooking things up, especially when it comes to the draft, dropping really soon. And so if you want to plug in with us, please plug in and stay tuned in and come back that we get to that. Come back that we get to that. We and then the week after that. Subscribers. Anything about our social media, Sean's, where can they catch us on Instagram and Twitter? The dot fly zone. On Twitter, we are at the fly zone. Tap in with us, guys. Tap in, click, I guess, follow. tap in, but also follow and like. I don't know. Yeah. Retweet, all that stuff. Follow. Please, please, please. You know, me and Sean, we actually caught the um the G League last night, by the way, before we get into the Sixers stuff. Yo, we did catch the G League. We did. We were having and a full-blown discussion about it. <laughs> It might as well have been the Sixers game. It was actually getting worked up with it. Like, yeah, we was all into <laughs> <laughs> What are they doing? I don't want the defense, you know? So, shout out to Isaiah Joe. Shout out to Paul Reed. Like. Yeah, number nine. Yeah. Shout out to Isaiah Joe. Shout out to Paul Reed. They actually are in the finals Thursday. So, I guess the day we dropped this episode, the same day, they'll be playing the Lakeland Magic, which is the Orlando Magic's G League team and the G League championship. And Paul Reed is actually up for G League MVP. Let's so, go, Paul Reed. Let's please, go, Paul Reed. Bring my man up. Bring him up. Yeah. Please. And, you know, uh, shout out. It is, you know, Women's Month, Women's History Month. Shout out to y'all. And it is also, I would say Crybaby Day because shout out to the Utah Jazz. I couldn't not do it, right? I couldn't uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yo, we just... <laughs> I cannot do it. I said to him, I'm not going to change when the game's been over. But, you know, they did. We, if we actually recorded that week of the Jazz game, we would have flamed them for maybe 15 or 20 minutes. I promise. 30 you. minutes. Because I, I still can flame them. Okay? <laughs> we all know our two All-Stars did not play in the game because after Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid were ruled out of Sunday's All-Star game, womp, womp, womp. for coming into contact with their barber. I was about to say, womp, womp. <laughs> Well, you there we go. I guess we are related. Uh, <laughs> for coming in contact with their barber who tested COVID positive, we have some good news. Both players continue to test negative through the week, and that these they're pretty much we're going to miss the next two games. Ben Simmons and Embiid are going to have to complete an actual full seven day quarantine, which means that for Simmons, he's going to be out through Friday and Embiid out through Thursday, which means they're both going to miss the next two games versus the Washington Wizards. And the San Antonio Spurs. So they will be back for the Knicks game, which is actually a top five team in the East. Shocker of our life. I got a quick question Seriously. for you off of this story. Because when it first happened, I got a message and somebody was like, why can't people just cut their own hair? Like, this is crazy. And you ever wait, had wait, those times? I think the, per- the person was joking, though. But I saw some people uh, on Twitter like, you know, what could they have done enough or not done enough? Like, whatever. Cut the People got to understand. Black people, we go to the barbershop. 
black people, um, as far as women, like I, we get our hair done. We are not cutting, uh, you know, unless, and that's obviously if you have a low cut, if a manageable cut, if you have a bald head, well, you can cut your own thing. But black men who have fuller hair, like a bead in Simmons, they're not cutting their hair. Uh, I, guess I responded, I said, obviously the barber has been responsible because he's actively testing himself because he wouldn't have even got a positive test if he wasn't actively. And when you're a barber in a pandemic, you don't want to lose no money or a high profile client. So you're just trying everything in your power <laughs> to keep your cash flow going. This is just one of those things you can't control. But no, black people, they was not going to be this all-star weekend. Yeah. You ain't going down there with a fresh cut. It's All-Star Weekend. Fresh that's, that's, when he, that's probably when you make his money. All-Star Weekend. It's, all, it's All-Star Weekend. And, and, and let no me tell them something, too. Good. Any grown man that's out there cutting their own hair, stop it. Stop it. <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to assume you don't know no better. But stop it. Okay? Stop now, it. I will, I, will, now I will allow for like cultural differences, meaning that but other cultures don't take the barbershop as seriously. Some other cultures, like I said, not all. Some other cultures don't take the barbershop experience as seriously as as we do or other cultures do. They just and don't. That's true. And that's true. They go to supercuts. That's true. And that's odd to me. But I, I, I accept <laughs> it. And, you know, and we can leave it at that. <laughs> there it is. So I don't see anything wrong with it. These these, these are, they're going to, the, can you imagine going to also weekend you on live TV, your lineup messed up because you got some Hell random no. barber in it. You don't Hell even know no. this barber. You got some random barber in Atlanta you never even heard of cutting your hair. Listen, I, <laughs> I ain't nobody. Okay. I ain't nobody. <laughs> And I'm not going to Atlanta when it's not All Star Weekend without a haircut, okay? <laughs> and I ain't nobody. Like you, when you going anywhere, you're gonna have your thing lined up. You're gonna have your clothes ready. Like you're not doing none of that. You're not doing none of that. Seriously. Like and when you and there's a loyalty to your barber or your hairstylist. You just can't have anybody cut your hair. You can't just have anybody line you up. You can't just anybody. I got a hat on. I could go get to down the street, but no, exactly. my guy said they yeah. can't do me till this weekend. So I guess what? I got the hat on till this weekend. That's what's gonna happen. Yes, yes, so and that's how it goes. That's how it is. I think, and there's also a paranoia in in our minds that somehow our barber or stylist will find out we cheated on them anyway. And oh that's no! A whole other oh movie. no! They'll know for sure. Oh, they'll, they'll, oh know. they'll know. They'll know. They'll know. That's a whole other paranoia. Was actually happy that it meant that they shared the same barber because that means they actually do like each other. You know what I'm saying? Right. That I know. One day, one was here. Who you? Who's your barber? Oh, they, yeah. Take my guy because you don't. Yeah. When you got a good barber or something, you don't share with everybody because you're not trying to sell. You know, in this long exactly. So the fact that they said I'm putting you on with my guy, they uh, they do like each other. We knew that yeah. beforehand, but. I actually was happy about this. Yeah, it, had, it now, kind of like put the stamp on it. Like, oh, all right, they good, they good, like, they yeah, good. They, okay. Were you upset by the fact that they didn't play in the game, though, as a fan? Were you kind of like – I mean, well, I wasn't upset. I was definitely disappointed. I wanted to see mm-hmm. – um just because of the, the way uh, – the type of season Embiid is having, I wanted to see, like, you know, what he was going to do, what he was going to try to go out for the MVP, or, you know, just what was going to happen. Um, so I was definitely disappointed. I wouldn't say upset. I also can also say that it's a little bittersweet because I'm glad that they got the extra rest. Well, actually, no, it's not bittersweet because they didn't actually have COVID. So I'm, I'm glad yeah, they got they the extra rest. Fine. Because, yeah, I was going to say that because they had to sit out. Because I thought I was thinking as if they had COVID. So I know everybody's coming says, off of yeah, COVID. Coming off a little shaky. They're not playing the same. So Including, including our own guy, Seth. I actually read an article this week. But Seth, I... Before I read the article, what he was said, he's saying he's going through. I was like, okay, this guy's pissing me off. We gotta do something. But he's pretty much saying that every day he sleeps like the whole day when he's not playing in the game. He said he can't get full energy at all. He lay. He said I lay in the bed all day, and so he said his energy is low. He he doesn't feel like he can take the full full breaths he used to take. So I think that this obviously affects his his shooting ability since he's come back in the game. Uh, Jason Tatum said something similar. 
but thankfully they're not, they te- they tested negative both Ben and and uh, Embiid, so it's mm-hmm. just a matter of getting them. Personally, I'm happy any game in which you're not playing because that limits a chance that you don't have an inju- injury. I was curious to see him go up against Jokic because when we played Denver, he was he didn't play that game. Yeah, and Jokic wasn't on. He was on a uh, team LeBron. He was on team. Um, Sorry, I just, got text. I, I just got a text from somebody talking about, can we sign LaMarcus Aldridge? And I got distracted. No. Because um, <laughs> it just kind of... Who said that? Was that, was that my uncle? <laughs> it was. Oh, my God. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> can Aldridge played a four. What? No. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> he cannot. LaMarcus Aldridge cannot play a four. What the hell is going on? <laughs> he had me stuttering. I was like, no. I was trying to watch him play a joke. I'm like, wait, what? You see me like, looking yeah. at you like... Right. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> like, no. No, we cannot play the four. You heard a lot in the fly zone, Chris. And no, he cannot play the four. So, but yeah, I was interested to see him against Jokic a little bit. But honestly, if you saw if you saw any of that game, how the Vulge, it turned into a three-point shooting contest anyway. So, I don't know how much of the big man show we would have saw it regardless. It was a bunch of popped-up threes. But outside of All-Star Weekend and obviously our MVP leading candidate, which is Joel Embiid, we'll see him this weekend. They did release the second half of the schedule. Yes, and as we said, we start, we start with a game against the Bulls tomorrow, which we did it the day you hear. The, if you listen to the podcast the day of when they drop, which you should always listen to the podcast the day it drops, we'll be playing the Bulls. We have a nice little stretch, a nice little stretch coming up. And, you know, when I first saw the schedule, I was like, okay, it's the teams we played before. But then we go to a stretch of – the Golden State, the Lakers, the Clippers, the Nuggets in the first half. And I said, okay, I guess that God doesn't like we are not God shooting people because what the hell is that? Yo, I'm going to tell you now, I, they have to go for me to feel comfortable with them moving on in April. They have to go at least three and two in that stretch. At least you got to come out on. T- <laughs> you got to come out on top of that series. Not the series, but on top of those out of those games. You, well, can, that you cannot. Yeah, out of that run. You cannot come out below you cannot go two and three you can't go nothing less than three and two or better it has to be that that so that's the march stretch that raised my eyes my eyebrows i, I agree with you i just took a sip of water because i don't think we are but that's just we'll see i mean if every but, if everybody's playing i think they have a chance to because i think they definitely can beat the knicks i think they can beat the warriors the warriors they play tough but if they consistent they can beat the warriors now the lakers they beat the lakers last time they played them so the lakers are gonna come back for revenge the Clippers are just a tough team, as is Denver. But they can mm-hmm. Denver. Denver is beatable. But I think uh, the Clippers are so deep, pause that they give them. They they might give them a little. Uh, a hard I time think to we go. beat Denver because one, it is at that looking at it right now. It's the only time we played Denver this year with Embiid. I think Embiid has been on a mission. We play these star centers this season in his MVP race. That he yep. he's really saying every person you put in front of me who's so called a dominant center he trashed AD by the way let's not forget he trashed a two time defensive player of the year Rudy Gobert I asked my dad after the Jazz game I said how the hell did Rudy Gobert ever be when defensive player of the year because I was just <laughs> confused about what he I mean he, no resistance. you know what I realized too about that game in that game he's a little soft he very he is he's a he little is. soft. I didn't he know is. he was that. So I don't watch a lot of Utah games. He's a little soft. Who does? LeBron said we don't. So I we know. Don't. Um, <laughs> so, but you know, so I think for that game, seeing as how it's the only game we play with Denver at all on the schedule, he's going to be locked into that game. 
period. That game is going to mean more to Embiid than the, the game before, which is the Clippers and everything else. The April stretch of Dallas, the Nets, the Clippers, the Warriors, the Suns, and then a back-to-back series with the Bucks. Mm, ooh, I'm like, I'm excited for that. Ooh, I'm excited that, for that. to me, I'm starting to tear up. <laughs> 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 that to me. Now, Dallas, I don't care. That's nothing. We've tried Dallas before. It's the Nets, the Clippers, the Warriors, Suns, and back-to-back Bucks that are kind of like, okay. That's the toughest stretch to be of the season. That stretch of April 14th, the Nets. April 16th, two days later, the Clippers. April 19th, three days later, you play the Warriors. And then two days later, you play the Suns. And then you go right to the next day. Understand, April 21st, you play the Suns. April 22nd. You play the Bucks, which begins the two-game series against them. These are back-to-back situations. The red is home, correct? Correct. So these are away. This is an away stretch. I love it. I love it. I do. Yeah, I love yeah, it. me too. Yeah, me too. I, I love it. I, and I love it for the simple fact that this is going to make them, regardless however it goes, if they lose all of them, whatever, even though I know they're not, you got to be battle-tested. And that's a good second stretch. The st- that stretch in March, that's going to tell us something. But that next stretch, that's going to really show us who's who and what's what. And I think they're going to be prepared for it. Honestly, I do. I think they're going to be prepared for it. It's the last month. Oh, wait, no. They, have, they do have games in May before yeah, the um, playoffs start. Here. Yep. So the, I think, the games in May, you look at them, they're horrible. Uh, yeah. Two games they are against mop them, games. Magic. They're going to mop all them. Uh, yeah, bowls. Yeah, the, except the who Heat. Who cares? I'd say the Heat and the Pelicans are the only intriguing game in, in the month of May. Yeah. So, but but that's going that's that right there. That stretch is going to make them battle tested. So when it's playoff time, oh yeah, because them teams going to come out with their best shot, especially the Nets, especially the Nets. They going to come out with their best shot, and especially the Bucks. That's oh, a yeah, game. Yeah, the, sure. the Bucks will want to everything in their power to sweep us in that series. Yep. That would just give them so much momentum going into May. But I, I love that the NBA did this because I think this goes in our favor in the long run. It, if you say so. I mean, it's I, only it's, because and we'll, we'll, we'll get to, and you know, like we've pretty much broken down the question of what did you think of the schedule? Because you sit there and you're like, okay, well, I've obviously let's just go into it because um, the next we're talking about the East, right? Yep. We're one. Yeah, we are sitting at the top of the top of the heap. We've broken down every single team in the top five right now. Right. And so you tell me after I go to the, go to the top five. After I read these brief situations, mm-hmm. how you feel about that stretches, knowing what you know and knowing what our roster is. Obviously, we start with the Nets. They're the second team, technically. They're only a half game behind us in the West, in the East. 24 and 13. Kevin Durant, Kyrie fully healthy, sort of. They said Durant also won't play this week as well, but he's going to play next week. Uh, they're currently the second team in the East. James Harden has added the, the fire to them. He's having a, he's having an MVP caliber season right now, and they just signed Blake Griffin days ago. They're, you know, if their defense is halfway reliable, some scouts will say, some analysts will say, they are the runaway favorite for the fucking for the title this year. Mm-hmm. If they had any defense, it would just be over. Yeah, that's a two team. The Bucks, twenty two and fourteen. Giannis, supermax extension in the offseason. They trade for Drew Holiday. It has not resulted in a regular season dominance. They're usually a regular season dominant team that collapses in the playoffs. This year, maybe they're doing something different where they're average in the regular season so they won't collapse in the playoffs. Maybe it's all a mind game. But for right now, they are not you know, where they thought they would be at. Their offense has been electric because they're shooting with situations, but the defense also, like the Nets, up and down all year, big trash. 
big trade. Which takes, like us to, which takes us to the Celtics at 19 and 17, which to me is an eyebrow raising team because they, I think today, yeah, today they said Marcus Smart is actually back. So great, good, more than good news for them. The four best players, Tatum, Jalen Brown, Kimmel Walker, and Marcus Smart. Whoa, they've only played 28 minutes together. Understand this because of injuries. What? Throughout Tatum the whole is still, season. Throughout the whole season. And Tatum still feeling the effects of COVID. They managed to turn around the last week or so. And they have they finished the first half of the season on a four game winning streak, which is why they're currently in fourth place in the East. So they get Marcus Smart back. Tatum's going to keep rehab, rehabbing from the COVID. They're going to come on and be stronger, and that's that situation. Mm-hmm. The, in the fifth spot, no, that's the uh, yeah, this, this is the fifth spot coming up. It's the Knicks. Such a shocker. Nineteen and eighteen. Earlier this month. People were on social media celebrating it in the streets of Madison Square Garden when they reached 500. I actually remember that. I saw it on Twitter, and I'm like, look at these crazy Knicks fans. They celebrate then, in the street? You yeah. know what? I'm not going to do it to them. Don't do it to them. Don't do it to them. Because the Knicks have been shitty since I've been yeah. born. Good for them. Good for them. I'm 32. Yeah, lay your life, y'all. Lay your life. New coach Tom Thibodeau has a, has them locked. This is their first team. They actually this is the best defensive team out of the teams that's listed so far. Has has them playing defense. All-star Julius Randle's first time all-star or whatever. He's having a breakout season and Emmanuel quickly, fan favorite, all that stuff. So they have that. And then the sixth spot after the surprise trip to the finals last season, the 18 and 18, 500 Miami Heat. Or they head into the all they head into also break at 500. But like many teams that we just talked about, they have injuries, they had COVID concerns, right? With Jimmy Butler on up. That's about a five, 51 win pace to a normal 82 win season. I did the math. Thank you very much. <laughs> Which is pretty much exactly where they were last year. If they're healthy, no one wants to play them in the postseason. So as you go through all this and you talk about all these stretches and everything else, do you think the Sixers, after we just went through the schedule, and after we just talked about several teams who are just going to get better, whether it's Boston getting healthier, Miami Heat getting healthier, you know, uh, you know, obviously the Nets getting healthier, with Durant, who has still not full health, do the Sixers lo- hold on to the first seed after what you just felt? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if they hold on to the first seed. Um, I think they definitely stay in the top three, maybe even the top two. I think they because I don't. I just I just think they're a lot. I'm gonna say a lot better, but I think they're better than the Bucks. I think they're just an overall better team than the Bucks. So I think they'll definitely stay in the top two. You don't think um, the Heat will come for? Anything you don't you don't believe the Heat with Jimmy can resurge and take the second spot or, or at all? I don't think they will. No, I don't think they will. I'm saying if you had because you're obviously you're saying we're going to be locked into the one or two. So like, what makes you confident from the roster standpoint as it is now that we will stay in the one or two? Well, two things. I'm confident. Before I say anything else, I'm confident that we are going to definitely make a trade before March 25th. Okay, that's okay. important. Yes, I'm confident. I am confident in that. Okay. And, and and I and I'm confident in in just the way we're playing. We've been this is consistent. We've been playing all year, and we have the MVP. I'm calling the MVP yeah. already. I'm calling the MVP already. And the, and, the and, best and, player and in the league right now. Yeah, and, and the best I, and coach think, out of those teams we just named too. I feel yeah, like. absolutely, hands down. The whole staff. I like the staff from top to bottom. Even what Sam Cassell's been doing with Ben. I think they just getting so much out of those guys right now. And it's still early. We just hitting the second half of the season. I think it's, they're only going to get better when Seth comes back to, to start being, playing like Seth again. Danny Green will not finish the season here, okay? And if he, he better does, not. I actually, have, does, I actually have a hit. The little bit of faith I have, here I have, I have a hit out on him. You put a hit out on him? I have put a hit out on him. I called my the old people in the old country. Listen, Danny, <laughs> nice, watch Nice back, little brother. vendetta, Danny. Get out of here, please. <laughs> Yo, 
I don't think it has anything to do with them. I'm just more so confident in us. I think that yeah. we're going. It's not. It has nothing to do with what they're going to be doing or not doing. I'm just confident in what we are going to be doing, and I think that they can beat them. If I have to sit there and say why I'm confident, it's because of our coaching, and we're the only team that can play consistent defense in this conference. Everybody else is playing up and down defense or solid, solid to so-called spotty defense. We're the only team that has multiple lockdown defenders on it, and we play defense every night. Yeah. Yeah, it's none of them have that can do that. None of them can play defense the way we can. And none of us. I mean, you watch us close out games. We, we it might be close enough for that. It comes a switch that we turn it on, and we just we just start getting stops. Donovan Mitchell was was looking great. The Jazz were looking great. Yo, He's the number one team in the West. I number swear. one team in the West, high score team, fourteen game win streak. We just flipped the switch in that overtime, and it was just over. I was just about to say that. I said I swear I was watching the game in overtime. I'm like they don't even look like the same team. The shots were before overtime. The shots were falling. They were getting caught. They didn't even look like the same team. I love it. I love yeah. it. whatever this coaching staff is doing. I love it. To flip the question, because he said, "What are we confident in that we can hold on to the one or two spot?" But there's a reason why we wouldn't hold on to the one or two spot. Can you name me one reason why you would? Why we I wouldn't? would say why we wouldn't. I've, I, yeah, and I was. I would say my answer would be that we're going to run into teams with just more talent than us. Across the board. Nobody's going to be more talented, I guess, from Embiid's standpoint. But we're going to run into teams that has a Tatum and a Jalen Brown and a la la. You're going to run into a Durant and everything. And we didn't make the trade we needed to make to do that talent. And then I think the, the, acces- uh, the accessories just don't show up. Seth never recovers. Tobias just doesn't maintain this momentum because you need to p- match fire with fire. And we just don't. I think that's the only way we don't is if we don't make a trade. Or if we do make it's just the we just run to a, a overall bigger talent pool. That's, that was going to be my comment. Actually, I was going to say we have to make a trade. We yeah. have to. If we don't make a trade, I don't know what happens. If I'm being honest, yeah, I, I think mean, if we don't make a trade, we're going to go down to like five. I think we'll, I think if we don't make a trade, we're going to be one or two technically, like on the paper, but we really, really. When it comes down to the playoffs, we're going to struggle against these teams we're talking about right here. Yeah, like outside that, of that, just struggling to get past Boston. That, uh, Bo- yeah, Boston is a deep team. The Heat, they play tough. I mean, so I, I think the trade is pivotal. The trade is kind of like the end all be all. If they don't make a trade for somebody, the who's like, yeah, then I, like I said, I don't know what happens. I don't know. If I don't know. Yeah, if you don't, you March just twenty six and nothing happens. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> You've thrown away Embiid's best year. If you Seriously, don't make this trade. you said this the other day. You said I don't believe they're not going to make a push. They have to do something. Yeah, they have yeah. to do something. This is the, you're not. There's no guarantee you're going to find yourself in a position again next year. No, he Embiid can get hurt and be him an overweight. He might not be have the same momentum. You know, even Ben Simmons might not be on this top tier defensive push that he's yeah. on. You you don't you can never take for granted that okay we just build around next year. Like you have no concept of anything. The the Warriors thought they were going to be winning championship this year. Then Clay Thompson tears his Achilles, and you're not. You just can't just assume anything in this league. And yep. so while the why the why the big man is playing the best man basketball in the NBA, while he's sitting there dropping fifty and forty people on people's heads, while he's playing phenomenal defense, while Simmons is playing phenomenal defense, and while Tobias Harris is showing it with the with the pulse, you have to make the push. You got to to match the talent. You do if you yourself, don't, you will be left behind. Yeah, you do yourself a disservice if you don't. You do this is not the players. NFL where, like, oh, you have a quarterback and you're in a rookie window. So you can just add people a year to you, a year, two, year, three. No, 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 no. Mm-mm. Like, if you, if you, that's not how it works in the NBA. If the person's on fire, there's that year you catch it. You sit exactly. there and you catch it. That's it. 
That's it. Exactly. Uh, and so if and if that doesn't happen, I'll be extremely disappointed. I'll be extremely disappointed. But like I said, I'm confident that they'll make it. I'm confident yeah, that they will. Because we're confident in the front office for the first time. It never. So yeah, I'm confident no, in more. They see the same thing we do. Um, obviously, Doc Rivers knows basketball, so he sees the same thing we do. He understands. He's been vocally actually in a few interviews in the past in the season talking about how we need to improve the four, we need to do this. So it's not even a situation where they don't see it. We've mm-hmm. been rumored to be in a lot of conversations. We It's not like we didn't call anybody for several players already. The fact that we were actively making those conversations means that they know the roster needs to improve. Yep. So um, speaking of the NFL, to shift gears to, since we said it's not the NFL, but you know what is the NFL? The Eagles. And, uh, <laughs> we have some cap restructure to talk about. We'll get, we'll get into the brass taxes here of people who we restructured and what our salary cap situation looks like because they announced the actual NFL salary cap today. This week we had one, two, three, three cap restructures already. I guess how he is actually doing his job. The only thing he's actually good at is yeah, actually yeah. moving money around. Yeah. It's the only thing he's actually good at. That's so the only thing he does. Today we've restructured Isaac Sayamala's contract, the actual move. Saves us $2.4 million. We restructured Jason Kelsey. He We pretty much made his 8.4 salary cap into 5.5. And we that means we saved $2 million in the restructure. And I guess we'll be another year. And that's fine because we need, we need to protect. We need to dig down a center. And he's, a, he's one of the best centers in the NFL. And you don't want to have Jalen Hurts out there, whoever. I won't speak on the sixth pick. Whoever they might think to be out there with a a backup random center. So that's good that he's come back, and it's good that he's come back on a lower number. They went to Darius Slay this week as well, and they turned his $15.7 million side cap, and they got it down to 7.1, mm. saving $8.65 million Because you know why? They just made his his initial $12 million base salary and went into a $10 million roster bonus. How nice to just pay you $10 million up front. Fuck a game day check. Give it to me the first right now. You know what, Darius? Don't worry about. It. You got to wait till August. You got to wait till September. Exactly. Here, slide so, across the tape. Here. Just, oh, he's a good you. guy. He's a good. All he does is play video games. He's a good guy. <laughs> um, you know. And so they also added two votable years at the end of his contract for cat purposes, which is interesting that they gave us team. That they. What? He's probably fine with that too. They that they added two. Um, Voidable years in the last two years of his contract, but he's probably fine with that too because he'll be young enough to try to go somewhere, mm-hmm. somewhere to where Josh Norman is, and he's like in his late thirties, he goes somewhere. So he, I mean, they told him pretty much we're going to give you all your money up front. He probably was like, absolutely, yeah, <laughs> you know, why, not? <laughs> why would I? Yeah. Why would I split twelve million dollars over a seventeen week week season in the playoffs if I can just get it? You know, if I can get yeah. ten million dollars right now. Like, thank you. That's nothing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Stu- stupid. Like right. you know, like <laughs> seriously. <laughs> like congrats. Like. <laughs> Um, possible restructures coming up. They're, they've been in talks with Lane Johnson and Brandon Graham. Restructuring both of their deals would save us $15 million. Fletcher, if you restructure Fletcher Cox, he would save us $11 million. Javon Hargrave, please do it. Restructuring him would save us $8 million. Lane Johnson's restructure would be would save us around six point nine, and then of course Derek Barnett, who we had to figure out what we were do with his fifth year option that we picked up last year, restructuring him or yeah, another person will sign will save us seven million dollars. The Eagles are currently twenty five million dollars over the cap. So Sheesh. obviously, what we just said though, we, if you add up all those possible extensions and restructures, we would have enough money to sign some low level mid tier free agents. You know. Yeah, I mean, you're talking about between between Lane and, and BG's 
restructures alone, more than half of that salary cap is already cleared up. Actually, three people restructure Lane, BG, and Jay Grant Harvey, and you're out of your you out of capo. And that's before you get to everybody else. Um, so as we outlined, that's that's the way the cap looks right now. And we actually can be some we can do some movement in free agency if we want to when it's all said and done. Speaking of movement though, Zach Ertz. Ertzy. As we all know, we, we shipped his BFF out yeah. to Indianapolis. And there's no shade to Ertz. Great player. Super Bowl Super Bowl catch. I have nothing. You have never heard us say anything as far as characters concerns or anything else about Zach Ertz. Get players. Just his time is up. We got to the last track on the album. We got to pick a new album. And so right now, if you were to trade Zach Ertz, or, you know, you would save $4 million. Four point seven to be exact. Yes, Zach came out this week, or rumors report through, via his agent came out this week and said, "We don't want to be traded. We want to be cut, so we can pick where we want to go." And let me ask you: Are you in this position of do you honor the request of a guy who was a good franchise guy and a team player? He, you know, he broke his ribs two years ago when Carson got him cracked over the middle in the Cowboys game. He's put his body in the line. <laughs> That was a high pass, Carson. Enjoy that, Indianapolis. And, you know, um, do you honor that because he's a good guy? He's never made a fuss, great charity working. Or do you understand, I'm in a rebuild. I need any picks I can get. And if Chicago or Bumbon Jacksonville call me and say, I'll give you a three or four for you, do you say, I don't care what you did. Pack your stuff and get out. What do you balance honoring the trade of of a good franchise player to building your team of the future. You know, I like it, Zakers. You know? Yeah. He's a cool guy. I even like his wife, soccer player. Uh one of on the uh I believe she's on the Olympic team if I'm not mistaken. Let's see me. You see me. I got our star. World champion. World champion. You know what I mean? I I like him. I like World him. Cup. I like him as a couple. You know what I mean? I like him together. She's good for him. I also like uh a good team, okay? With picks. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, I, I, feel, I mean, Zeckers knows this is a business. You know what I'm saying? It is business. Yeah, he knows this is a business, and if if cutting him made sense, I'm pretty sure they would. But it yeah. makes it makes more sense to trade. A lot of people got cut today. Yeah, a lot of people got cut today. Because I can kind of feel like, and you can tell me what you think about this. I kind of feel like he's kind of playing on a playing on a harp a little bit, like the violin a little bit. Whereas like he wants, he kind of I don't know if he wants us to, but I, I, I kind of feel like he does. Like he wants us to kind of like have some sympathy for him. Or it's like we feel bad for him that you know he likes it here, he loves the city, you know. He's, Just stay. He, he was emotional at the uh, structure. But <laughs> so and he probably felt he wants his money, which I understand because I want mine too when it's time. Yeah, of course. So you know, under, don't don't even make comments like that. Honestly, if if it's me, because if I know if it makes sense, more sense, and if I want to stay, then hey, I'll reach out and say, hey, let's restructure, let's figure this out. And if that's not my conversation. It is what it is. So yeah, I'll definitely trade him. I ha- you have to. It makes yeah. you do yourself a disservice if you don't. Unfortunately for Zach, he has no leverage. You have two more years left in your contract. You know how it's, if it's a person who has one year left on their contract, they can tell the team, "Well, guess what? I'm not going to sign an extension with you." So you're trading with you're trading for me, and at the end of the year, I'm fucking walking. And so why would you trade for me? 
when you have two years left in your contract, a team will trade for you and say, well, I got you for two years. Yeah. So you cannot resign. For, don't resign with me in three years. I don't care. I wasn't going to keep you in three years anyway. Because <laughs> you, you're 33. You're 34 at that time. Okay. Yeah. So, right. like, he has no leverage because he doesn't have the luxury of saying, well, I'm not going to sign an extension with you. So, yeah. at this point, your best, your best chance is to just work with the Eagles to say, okay, I'm not going to be disgruntled about it. I won't demand it, demand to be cut, but I would like to have input on where I go. I mean, we sent Carson Wentz to his little friend over there, Nick Frank Reich. Honestly, I was just happy that they sent Carson to to the AFC. Not even that I'm scared of him or like, I don't want oh, I don't want to see Carson. I just don't want to hear about him anymore. Exactly. I don't. I was. I'm just over dealing with it. I don't want. I don't want to deal with. It. I don't want to. I don't want it to be a story. Oh, Carson back in Philly for the playoffs. Or, I don't want it. I don't want that. Shit. I don't want it. I don't need it. I just want him to go to the AFC. I, honestly, I don't even think he would have did good in Chicago, though. Honestly, it's a, it's, not, it's 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 like another Philadelphia there. I don't think he would have did good in Chicago. But I think he would have. I think he would have been fine because it's a high football culture town. But they've been so lulled to sleep by sucking that he might have just been okay. The expectations hasn't been high since Brian Urlacher and Briggs. Mm-hmm. Devin so, Hester. They would, yeah, they would actually. It's 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 a great football town, a great sports town. There's nothing to take away from them, but they are not going to be as tenacious about you losing. As you know why? Because they, they sit there, Mister Mister Trubisky. They try to talk him up, then they try to talk up Nick Foles yeah. and everything else. And so, when was the last time that they even had good quarterback play in that city? Even when they had that dominant defense with with Peanut Tillman and everybody, y'all, yeah, they were Kyle Orton. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, what did Jay Cutler win? But the reality is that's where he's going. And unfortunately, Zach's still here. The other part of the BFF uh, bracelet <laughs> is still here. But we we will I'm, – I'm team whatever the highest pick you can get for Zach, do it. All day. If you can get a third-round pick for Zach Ertz, I wouldn't even think you about may, it. I understand. I wouldn't even hang up to think about loyalty it. Loyalty and all that. But at the end of the day, you also made a lot of money here. So we ain't like – we. you know I owes you anything. You made millions of dollars here. Yeah, you you won a Super Bowl here. Your brand has greatly improved in this in this massive media market that is Philadelphia. And I w- I want to go back to what you said before we started talking about this. It's not we don't because people come out here this and be like, oh, they got something against. We don't. I don't have any. We don't have anything against Zach Ertz. No, love the guy. guy. Love the guy. Great love guy. him here. And listen, if they re- if he restructured and wanted to stay, I'll be fine with I'll that too. He has yeah. great hands. Yeah, I'll be fine with that too. It's nothing. We could talk about his separation skills right now at his age, but he has he right now. If Zach restructuring and stayed, he would have the best hands on his team, hands down, right now. Hands down. And honestly, my issue with him is after after the catch stuff. He he'll catch anything you throw to him, he'll catch it. But after that, it's just what is he going to do? And I I also like again, we're not trashing because I think we also can understand that we had a horrible offensive line last year and we had horrible quarterback play last year. Mm -hmm. Zach's Zach's worst year technically. Um, last year, which he was not healthy for, so I don't can't say his worst year. We was the worst year we had quarterback play since he's been here. As, well, not since he's been here, but under the Carson was Doug Peterson regime. Right. So, like you know, I'm also allowing for the fact that if, if Zach went to go to Buffalo or somewhere else, he would probably be fine and look good yeah. in it. He, like yeah. he, he's not a bum. He's not gonna. He's not a bum. He's yeah. gonna, wherever he goes, he depending on the quarterback system, he's gonna eat. Yeah. And because of that, I'm gonna try to parlay you. Yep. For a good pick, yep. so I can build my future. Speaking of future, uh, Jeff Lurie came out this week talking about future quarterback Jalen Hurts. 
For the second year in a row, Philadelphia Eagles owner Jeff Lurie is pointing the franchise in the direction of the quarterback, but this time instead of Carson Wentz, like last year, it's Jalen Hurts. This caused some concerns and questions in the fan base and the media with the report that Lurie was influential in the, in the selection of Hurts in April's draft, and now, you know, obviously he wasn't alone on that because Doug Peterson wanted to develop a young quarterback, how he wanted to develop a young quarterback. But now it is there are reports that Jeff has pretty much said, I want to hand our energy to Jalen Hurts. I want to give him every chance to succeed, you know, and this is something that usually you wouldn't see ownership do. Um, and there was a lot of mixed reactions to an owner stepping in and saying, this is what I want the, the team when it comes to roster roster building and everything else. Usually people just assume the owners just sit around, they drink champagne in their box, and then they just gimmick money off of the jerseys and stuff. But just rarely did you say, uh, owner, go down there and do this. So a lot of fans were kind of having a mixed reaction of, is, is he on some Jerry Jones? Is he not on some Jerry Jones? What's up with, with Jeff? I mean, as the owner, I feel like I do. Feel, I feel like somebody has to do it. <laughs> and- right. Um, if it's not gonna come from the owner, it's come from the GM, and I don't want to come from Howie. I would rather come Thank from you. Jeff. Yeah, I would rather come from Jeff. So I don't, I don't, I don't have a problem with it. We hardly ever hear from Jeff. Jeff is not a vocal right. guy when it comes to like speaking about the team. He lets the coach do the coach's thing. But he lets the GM do the GM thing, and I'm fine with that. He's not even like I said. He's not even on the floor of what Jerry Jones is. He's not even mm-hmm. in the same building. They're probably not even in the same state. Okay, like he, Jerry Jones is a weirdo. All right, Jeff. I like Jeff. <laughs> Jerry Jones is like the Kardashians of the NFL. Like he yeah, wants to be seen and heard, calling the paparazzi to up pretty much. He, had, I've never seen an owner G, or or GM because he has both titles have a press conference after every game. I see more Jerry Jones post game press conferences than I actually do with the actual coach. I have seen or I'm the players. No, it's, it's been mostly Jerry. Oh, Dak should did this. We should get Zeke the ball more. Jeff is going that way. He's not. He's come down and made the sensible choice, which we talked about in the last podcast was weeks ago, that it should be Jalen Hurts starting this year. Let's just be clear about this something. Because I, I looked at Twitter yesterday when this came out, and a lot of fans were like, well, he's doing too much. Jeff is doing too much. Are y'all out of y'all damn minds? Y'all sat here for almost a year, and now especially in draft season talking about, we don't trust Howie with the sixth pick. We don't trust Howie to do anything. We don't trust Howie to, to pretty much run my bathwater. Now owner takes the decision from Howie. We ain't taking no quarterback at six. Yeah. And because now you, you the thing you were you're fearing, like it was like the Jaws music or something. The thing you were fearing, which was Howie Rosen picking a quarterback at six. Jeff has come down from the sky and said, "We're not doing it." And when so when you finally get your prayers are answered, we're not gonna take a quarterback at six. Now it's like, oh, what do you do that for, Jeff? Isn't this not what you wanted? Yeah. You didn't want Howie to take a quarterback, so I'm actually oh. happy. If this happened, I think I think people were upset that they didn't keep it a secret. Like, why did they tell them? Yeah. Why did they tell them what they were going to do? When essentially it doesn't matter I to me anyway. To me anyway, I don't, no. essentially I don't think it makes a difference because I don't think there's nothing wrong with saying that's my guy. This is my guy. This is what we're building around. This is going to be the franchise for right now and until you know further notice. So we see what happens. I think that that's was that that was a good move for the team. Yeah. So if, if they see that the head guy, the top guy, Raleigh and around this guy. You have no choice but to fall in line. All right. So we we back in Jalen Hurts. I'm talking about for, from a team standpoint. We yeah. back in Jalen Hurts. Right. So there's nothing wrong with it. And I feel like that's probably was what his aim was. It wasn't about uh keeping a secret or being strategic about not telling let nobody know what his his pick is or isn't going to be. I don't think it was about that. I think that's probably yeah. going to bring a lot of more togetherness with the team in the locker room. So Yeah, I, I and I also I also want to get your take on this that I also think Jeff understands that it didn't end the way he wanted it to at Carson, right? 
And part mm-hmm. of the reason it didn't end the way he wanted to, you can talk about his point of field, but Carson felt betrayed by the staff and ownership because he mm-hmm. drafted whatever. I think he wants to not have the same path of secrecy, going behind quarterback, quarterback's back, doing these things. If I come out at front immediately and tell Jalen Hurts, I'm confident in you, then we start, we, we build a different way. Yeah. Which is, and I think he wants to actually build the trust that, because, you know, the biggest thing that came out of the Carson Wentz says, kept, everybody kept saying he has to get traded because he doesn't trust the ownership. He doesn't trust the staff. Because yeah. while, if you're Jalen Hurts sitting there working out with, in Texas with his receivers, you worked out with Lane Johnson the other day, but in the back of your head, you're not thinking about, are you actually going to bring Jay, Justin Fields in here? Are they going to do this? Are you going to do this? Like he's trying to at least quiet the noise around this young quarterback to give him a chance to not have the, the same mental struggles that Carson did about his confidence about where he stands with the team. Not, and, and that's the case if he, that's why he did it as well. I agree with that too. Stop playing and, his head games. Yeah. And I think that the crazy part is, when, and people have an issue with it, the crazy part is I think this is what majority of teams do. When they have a quarterback that they're locked in or like, hey, they're, this is our guy, we're not drafting anybody, they say that. They make that clear. They either mm-hmm. make it clear in their actions by paying them or they make it clear by drafting them, getting them weapons or coming out saying, this is our guy and this is who we're building around. And I think they are going mm-hmm. to get weapons. So no, I'm I think it's just, I think, the, I think some He's of our- nowhere near Jerry Jones. Yo, hell no. I hell no. I just think that some of our some of our fans, even our, even us too, both of us, we could probably just yeah. be a little overcritical sometimes. Because overcritical. We and that's why they call it negadelphia. Negative. We we can get like yeah. that where yeah. you can't do anything right and everything you do is wrong and it doesn't matter. I mean, look at us watching a we were watching a G League last night. We're criticizing the G League <laughs> players. Like all like it's not they're not they're not great players. <laughs> But we were just holding them to a high standard. That's what I'm saying. That's how we are as this fan base. If, yeah. if you're going to represent this city, represent you're going to do it right. well or we're going to destroy you. Yo, <laughs> Even I, in the Jig League. I heard a parent say today to her kid, if you embarrass me, I'm going to embarrass you. And that's kind of how it is. <laughs> that's how that's kind of how it is. Like, if I feel embarrassed, I'm going to get on the air. I'm going to come on a podcast. I'm going to call Candace. And I'm going to talk my shit. Okay? <laughs> exactly. So, just be accepted. <laughs> and it was just Jason Peters as well last week who said that, he didn't think that Carson was a fit for the city and that yeah, he, that. he was happy that he got a chance, whatever. Cause he wouldn't think he's a, he's a, he was a fit for that. And I wanted to, I have, I had, I was kind of sitting and I was just like, you know, we are a tough town. We are a tough town, but also like we're a accountable town. If you play well, we're fine. It's when you play poorly. And I'm not saying one time, you had statistically one of the worst NFL seasons in NFL history. Yep. How would you want us to react? Yeah, what do you want? This is not me? Orlando. <laughs> this is not a retirement city like Orlando, where people are just on the water hanging out. This is a football town. Yeah. And so I don't I don't I didn't want to get to a situation where the concept of he didn't fit the town and we're like a bullion town. We're not a bullion town. We are fine when you when we think that your commitment to winning is as great as our investment in winning. You're fine. You're not a bad guy. We're not trashing Carson. But it just came across you had the worst NFL statistical year, one of them in NFL history. How did you get there? Were you as committed to winning as you know as as you claimed? All these reports about you uh, trying to be a guy's guy with the team. Did you actually do that stuff? Because it seems like they gravitated to Jalen rather yeah. quickly. Uh, did you hear the comment? I'm sure you heard the comments uh, Jason Avant made that yeah. how Jalen Hurts never uh, carried himself like a backup in the locker room. And he mm-hmm. said, for some players, um, that can be intimidating. That can be intimidating. Yeah. 
Just if you're not strong-minded or if you're not confident in yourself or or mm-hmm. somebody like Carson, you're having the worst season in your career. And this guy's yeah. walking around like he, like he hot shit. You know what I'm saying? You, that does something to you. It, it, so people can't thrive in that environment. And I just, yeah. when people, when people say that about Philly, I'm just like, it's not a, we don't, because there, there's a concept that I see a lot with like people in McNabb. We ran somebody out of town, different sports. We ran somebody. Out of town. We don't run anybody out of town. Yeah, they no. just, they didn't last here. Yeah. They couldn't yeah. stay. <laughs> they, they, they couldn't commit. They couldn't stay. They left mm-hmm. us. And because... honestly, I think the misconception is like, oh, um, they don't like. Like, if a player leaves, oh, they don't like. They don't like that player. Their families didn't like that player. Or they didn't fall. That yeah. player didn't. Honestly, if we're if and I, I'm speaking really for us, and I'm speaking for the both of us, so you can tell me if I'm wrong. If we don't love you, you won't hear too much about yourself. You no, we don't. Yeah, so you like, will not get the investment. No, you won't. So it's like somebody, I'm trying to think of a player. What was that? The John Brown or Jim, whatever his name, the the uh, the lineman that got caught that was on camp on. Uh, I was Jamon Brown. Jamon Brown. Brown. Yeah. So we talked about that. What for 15 minutes? If With, that. If that. You know what I'm saying? Now, and that, and he could, we could have really went in on him. Yeah. Don't care about him? You know what I'm saying? So if we ragging on you, if we if we're invested, if we're talking about you, that's because we are invested and we do care. We, it's coming we would never sit passionate. there and rant for 20, 30 minutes with an hour or anywhere for a person who we think has no talent. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No. And so it's just you You have to be, you have to match. You just have to, people wake up in this city. They think about sports. They live there. They go to their work day. They didn't work, but they also, they look, check their phones, bleacher report. They check, like, they check social media. They, yep. What's the trade? What's this? Then they come home, they watch a game, whether it's the Flyers, whether it's the Phillies, whether it's the Eagles, whether it's the Sixers, and they lose their minds to it. And they start it all over again the next day. Yes. It's a full-time job to be a, a You've been watching me? in this town. You've been watching me? Uh, yeah, that's your life. I got you. <laughs> and so it's a full-time job. I'm sitting there trying to plan my life, my day around tomorrow, because the Sixers and the Blue Colts playing the championship game tomorrow. I got stuff to do and go to the market. <laughs> see what I'm saying? <laughs> you see what we go through? This is, so if I'm, you're not... Same thing here. If you're not matching that level of like it's not commitment, but if you're not, if it's not all encompassing for you, we can tell to match our commitment. You have to match that investment. If you don't, we don't want anything to do with you because in our heads we're just like this person's not all in here. Yeah, I can. That's said it. it. I can have said that no better. And that's and it, and that's exactly. I think that's a great synopsis of how this fan base is for f- football or basketball, even you know, hockey, any sport, any hockey in Phillies. Yeah. We're not running nobody in town, out of town. These people are leaving mm-hmm. uh, because they can't stay. That's it. Yep. And that was a great clear up for that. misconception. That's it. That's it. That's it. And as we're going to wrap up the uh, football talk, we're going to get into the draft situation because, you know, the draft is coming. We promised we're going to start running down prospects, all these other things doing the videos on YouTube. So we're going to get in. And before we get into the portion of the, when the next one weeks where we talk about the Eagles, what the Eagles are doing, sick, whether we're doing a mock ra- mock draft round and round when we're going to do that, we can actually talk about the prospects, right? Cause you're not going to get into like who you wouldn't take it, take a six to, you know, like where do we see these people and how do we value these people? Right. Yep. And so before we get into, which won't happen today, <laughs> will happen in the coming weeks, next weekend, we'll be doing a whole uh, episode on quarterbacks, running backs and receivers running down the whole thing for the draft, look into that. But let's just talk about our big board, right? Our big board of the 10 best players we think in this draft. Now, understand, I've seen big boards through the years. We've all seen Todd Mache, we've seen Mel Kuyper. They make a big board. And sometimes I'm thinking, what is their basis for their big board? Because it seems to me that their big board is pretty much 
their top 10, the top 10 picks they're going to have, the top 10, and they're basing that big board off of fit, basing that big board off of like the teams, or whatever. My big board is just straight up talent. Period. No matter what, whatever. This is not a much fit the scheme, 10 none of that. most talented, the 10 most. This person might be a pro bowler, la la la, from top to bottom. That's that. So, with that being said, I will bring you <clears throat> done rolling out. I will bring you my top 10 prospects in the 2021 NFL draft. My number one prospect, mm. I gotta do it again. <laughs> Penny Sewell, the, the offensive the tackle for Oregon. Okay. Yes, 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 yes. I mean, we can talk about anything, but to me, he's a no he's a sure thing, all pro. His quickness, his strength, his physical toughness, and he's an in line blocker or not, the length he has, he's the, he is that you know how there's a top ten in the draft, and like within that top ten, you just like this is a player you know is gonna be a pro ball player, you know it's gonna be all four player, like it's a blue chip player. You can't yep. mess this pick up. Yep. He's the he's it wherever yep. he goes. Hopefully, before us, so we can get one of these receivers and tight ends. Uh, wherever he goes, and even if he falls, I take him. Um, he's gonna be a pro bowler first year. That type of thing. It's over. That's my one. My two. Okay. The second. Most talented, second best prospect in the draft is Jamar Chase. Yes. Mm. <laughs> yes. The okay. receiver, LSU. Let's not forget who Jamar Chase is. The, guy, the only sole reason that Joe Burrow went number one overall. I mean, his, he has some talent, too. He's a good quarterback. But he was the sole propriety in the Joe Burrow number one pick uh, um, sweepstakes. It's because Jamar Chase made him look so damn good. Sets a single season SEC record for receiving yards, one thousand seven hundred eighty, in the SEC. In the Ooh. SEC, seventeen hundred yards in as the a SEC. true sophomore. As a true sophomore, that's tough. He has the route running. He has the hands. He has the ball skills. He has the height. He has the technique. He has the post catch ability, which is important, as we talked about with our man Jack Ertz. Mm-hmm. Block shedding, the block shedding, what he's done in the LSU offense, and again, like I said, he he propelled that man to a Heisman Trophy because he was just that damn good. He was this guy, the size, the hands, the speed, the wreck. Twenty touchdowns, seventeen hundred and eighty yards, and twenty touchdowns as a true sophomore in the SEC SEC record. And these and this was against two years ago these top corners. That he was doing against, okay? Mm-hmm. The top corners, the, the 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 all the top corners um that came out since then, Travion Dix, all these people that were top corners last year in the NFL draft. He yep. was doing it to those dudes who's coming and started. That's a beast right there. Yeah. That's my number two prospect in the draft. Period. Three. Sorrowfully. <laughs> I hope Eli's not listening. He's probably not. Six six, tight end. He's big by the receiver. He's can align it inside, outside, in line. The size, the athleticism, the speeds, the hands. He's a multi threat on any level of the field. Any creative offensive coordinator, <clears throat> Nick Sirianni, um, <laughs> could find any kind of way to do anything with him that he wants to do it. As a blocker, he's a sustainable blocker. He's not a great blocker, but you don't, you're don't, you not going to be blocking that anyway. You're going to catch the ball. Yeah. And so that's, that's six six. yes. And you might be surprised right now because I've gone one, two, three, 
And I haven't mentioned the guy who's going to number number one overall <laughs> at all. I ain't mad at you neither. <laughs> I, this is a talentless people. This is not a mock draft. These people will not be taking number one overall. But you know who will be? My fourth most talented <laughs> player on my list, Trevor Lawrence, quarterback, out of Clemson. This is my fourth player on the list. Elite physical skills in the quarterback position. High IQ at quarterback. The leadership, the intangibles, the arm. He has all the talent, which is why he'll go number one overall. I can't believe you're going to be sitting there in Jacksonville. I feel so sorry for you. I'm sorry for your family. <laughs> that you're sitting there in, in Jacksonville doing nothing but upgrading a franchise who hasn't seen solid quarterback play since David Garrard. Oh, my God. No, what and, was your guy's name? Bur- was someone to be? Uh, Brian Leftwich. I said good quarterback play since David Garrard. So <laughs> he's coming into this. But the reality is Lawrence has the accuracy, great athletic profile. He's the ability to extend plays. His, his pocket awareness is fantastic. He can work all script. Nightmare for opponent's event to defend. Great at deducing what's on the field and all these things. Then he's just a premier talent. And so I would say from the quarterback position, Mark I Brunel. have unlocked. That's what oh, I was Mark thinking Brunel. about. Yeah, got, you. got you, got you, Mark Brunel. That's what I was thinking about. Trevor Lawrence is my four. Physical skills. When physical tools meet great football IQ mm-hmm. in the quarterback play, you get Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. At five. We're halfway through this thing. I actually thought about this really this is, hard. This is interesting. And I was just like, because part of me didn't want to pick him, and part of me was going to swap him for the same person, another person on his team who plays the same position. I was really having a... But I'm going to leave it in here. You want a Housie Trophy, you get to be my fifth pick, Devontae Smith, receiver from Alabama. I was wondering, if he, did, if he got past five, I was about to say, I don't know about this list, Ken. No, 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 it's five. It's five. It's five. It's five. <laughs> um, you know, he has... It, it's a size thing with him, but this is a talent thing. Mm-hmm. This guy... Line up anywhere on the field. Great body, great hands. Body, his body control is insane. It is. <laughs> With some of these catches, and I've seen people go press him in his face. I've seen, I've seen him get pressed. He's he's physical for his size. I've seen his breakaway speed. Uh, you know, uh, you know, he has the ability to get open and get open very quickly. He's very quick, quick twitch. It doesn't take much for him to get open. As all the fundamentals, all the st- tools, he actually plays bigger than his frame. Way bigger, I feel like way, you don't eat, no, yeah, you don't even know about measurables until you look them up. Way and bigger. so, even though he's slender, you can put him any 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 part any field any any offense. He's going to excel. He will make a defender miss consistently in space. He gets you know how people get they're so quick off the line or so quick in their movements that like it takes a few strides and that separation is already there. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's just like he eats up space, all the room between you. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's so it's because he's a long he's a long strider. He's it's, a long beautiful. Strider. it's beautiful. It's yep. beautiful. It's beautiful. So that is my five. I'm sitting there, and that's that. My six, Caleb Fairley, cornerback from Virginia Tech. From Virginia Tech. Yes, size, quickness, fluidity, athleticism, exceptional, exceptionally skilled man cover guy. The best cornerback in this draft. And when you talk about somebody who has sticky man coverage, that's him. All in your face, tenacious, game-changing ball skills, uh, alpha, alpha male in coverage. That's him. Mm-hmm. That's all you could do about it. Mm-hmm. That's that. That's that, and that's that. <laughs> okay, because uh, we're talking about talent here, people. We're talking about physical skill. 
Yep, this ain't got nothing to do with fit scheme, nothing. Just yeah, he, he's not gonna go. On, he's not gonna go in the top. He's not. Gonna, he's I'm at six. He's not gonna go in the top six picks. But he can, he shouldn't. You know, yeah. but he won't. Seven, the other half of my mental duo, Jalen Waddle, receiver from Alabama. He yo, I, I don't feel like a lot of people forget about him. Yes, he's the next Tyreek Hill. Yeah, extremely, it extremely. It's like a jetpack you strap on his back. That's what it looks like when you watch him play. He like he's, he he's plays with the game with the jetpack on his back. Yeah, it's insane. Seriously, can go outside, can go on the slot. He's like the ultimate chess piece. Put him anywhere in the field. You, it's a mismatch. No matter where the hell you put him, it's a mismatch. Unique skill set with his hands, his speed. Like it's defenders have no chance. They have no chance. And so he's this is one word. He's he's dynamic. He's one of the his he might be the most dynamic player in the draft. I'll say that. Seriously. That's speed, everything else. Like I said, he plays a jetpack on his back, and I'm gonna give him, and that's why he's sitting there at seven. <laughs> I go on to eight. <laughs> and I'm gonna give the great state of Pennsylvania some love. The linebacker. Yes, Micah Parsons linebacker from Penn State, which they would claim is LBU, Longbacker University. It's not, but okay. He opted out of pl- the play this year, but it didn't matter. High impact play on the field. He can do it at any level. Pure instincts. He can navigate the line of scrimmage. He can create turnovers. He's aggressive. It's just, and he's an extremely dynamic blitzer. So it's just a, ha- a havoc. And as we know, because we don't have it, the linebacker play of the Buccaneers in the Super Bowl with Devin White. Oh my God. Beautiful. <laughs> It's beautiful. It's like art. I might cry. We <laughs> we're not going to draft it high. I just, we're never going to. The highest yeah. drafted count linebacker we drafted is, has been Kendricks in the last eight years, ten years. And when yeah. did, did we pick him in the first round? Well, he was in the first round pick. And my ninth pick, and this might be because I'm a creature in the moment. I just watched his pro day earlier. Northwestern tackle, Rashawn Slater. He, he lifted. He did 35 reps. And he just did this crazy. He, he did this crazy bench press where just people was jumping on his back, and I said, "Oh my god, this guy's crazy." Seriously? Now, I would have had him in my top ten any anyway, but I just been a, I'm a creature on social media. But he's a he's a fantastic tackle. Now with him, he's out this year as well. Great fundamentals, great skills. Uh, a man among boys when it comes to athleticism and everything else. And people keep talking about his last year tape because he obviously went against Chase Young when Northwestern played OSU because he opted out this year. And I guess he just said, if I can destroy Chase Young and block Chase Young, I'm not, I ain't got to play this year. Fuck, forget y'all. <laughs> I'm I, sitting I just, this year out. So, he's a, you know, he's a phenomenally, again, this is just from a talent standpoint. Um, his fundamentals, he's functionally athletics. He's all, he has like, he's man a left tackle position for them for when he, when he, obviously before he opted out. He has all the measurable thresholds. He does no reason he won't do what he's doing in the NFL, you know, and he blocked the hell out of the number two pick last year. <laughs> Coming in at 10. I had a real, I told you on this, I had a real heart-to-heart about this because I was very close to putting another lawman in here. I was very close. I'll tell you what I was close to putting in certain. I was even close to doing something crazy, but Sean would have said, I'm tripping. <laughs> and I was going to put my man Jalen Phillips from Miami in here, but I said, I'm going to chill. Oh, my God. <laughs> I didn't do it, <laughs> even though. Daniel Jeremiah was on Twitter yesterday saying if he stays healthy, Jalen Phillips is an all-pro defensive end in the NFL. And I said, I know that. But I'm a chill because it's not about projection. 
It's not about they stay healthy. It's about talent right now, whatever. Even though I think he's right, Jalen Phillips will be a all-pro defensive end. And Miami will put three defensive ends in the first round of the draft this year. And I want somebody to look up and tell me, has that ever happened? We're going to go Jalen Phillips, Gregory Rousseau by 15th pick, and Quincy Roche. But that's neither here nor there. That's neither here nor there. Because I had to do the math, and I said, Candace, I know you don't value the quarterbacks in these drafts the way other people do. Candace, I, I say my third person. I know <laughs> that you know what you think of them, but can you honestly tell yourself that this person is not talented when it comes to things they do on the field in regards to certain, in regards to you know the key the, the defensive end at Michigan? And I said, you know what? I'm gonna give this probable top five pick a break. And we're going to say Justin Fields, a quarterback from Ohio State, is the 10th most talented, 10th best prospect in this draft. Throwing ability, athleticism. He's been a clutch player, understand, when, he, when they've had in – in the playoff games, when they had to get it done. That counts for something. The clutch play. He has a lot of cracks in this game, which is why I'm like he's not consistent. The Big Ten did not play the full schedule like the rest of us did out here in the ACC and SEC. They came in late now. He didn't have a full thing to go. But he has the passing ability. He has the ability to make defenders miss. Pocket awareness, pocket presence, extremely strong arm. He can make every throw on the field. What can I say? You know what? I've talked myself into it. I'm keeping him at 10. I thought about, I thought about doing okie doke and saying, well, you know. <laughs> Patrick Sertain can do some things, too. But you know what? I'm keeping it at 10. Justin Fields. So my list is, again, Sewell at O'Tackle at Oregon, 1. Jamar Chase, 2. Kyle Pitts, 3. Trevor Lawrence, 4. Devontae Smith, 5. Caleb Ferry, 6. Jalen Waddle, 7. Micah Parsons, 8. 9. Rayshon Slater, tackle from Northwestern. And 10th, shout out to the brother, Justin shout Fields. Shout out to the brother. <laughs> Justin Fields just don't do. He don't do much for me. He just don't do much for me. He's still talented, like I said. He's still talented. No matter how that doesn't mean he ain't talented. He just don't do nothing for me. No matter how I rate the quarterback play in this draft, he's the tenth. I think he's a top ten talent. Now, does that mean he's he's a Super Bowl winning quarterback? No, because he's not. I think it's between a franchise quarterback. But from a talent and measurable standpoint, you got to go with his mom and daddy gave him. And damn thing, gave him no height <laughs> and ability <laughs> to chuck the ball around. And I'm not going to defraud him of that. So that's my top 10, Sean. Do you have any commentary you think is a good top 10? What do you think? I think it's solid for sure. I think it's definitely solid. Um, I probably would rearrange the order a little bit, but I think it's definitely solid. I would definitely probably put Trevor Lawrence at one. I'll put Trevor okay. Lawrence at one. Um, and, and not because I think he's just completely way more talented than the other guys. I just feel like to be as talented as he is at that position, that's just like that's just you don't you don't find stuff like that all the time. The the last person I seen that I felt like yo I know that this guy's going to be good at that position was Andrew Luck. That was the only they, I haven't seen anybody he like was. that. Yeah, so exactly. I think so. I think I would put uh, him at one. Um, and I, to be honest with you, this might sound crazy. I I got Kyle Pitts at two. That's not crazy. I got Kyle Pitts at two. And after Kyle Pitts, just be Kyle Pitts is just like dynamic on another level to me. Yeah, I, he I feel like he, he's like Jason Kelsey Kelsey five I feel like he might even be better than him. He might even be better than him eventually, not now, but eventually. Um, at three, I would put Chase. 
At mm-hmm. three, I would put Chase. Um, at four, I have uh, Devontae Smith. At four, I have Devontae Smith. At five, this is when I start getting a little, uh, I don't know. This guy, maybe this guy. How do you not, how do you not have the best tackle prospect in uh, years? <laughs> Um, I will. I mean, I he, I do got him at five. I do. Got, it was going to either be him or uh or the uh, linebacker from um Ohio State. I'm sorry, not Ohio State, Penn State. So you would put Parsons at five and then Sewell six. If you no, I said I said it was either going to be. I was either I was that was that was my argument with myself. And who would you who would you say? I'm I'm, I'm going with Penay Penay. Okay. Penay Parsons. I'm going with Penay. Um and uh so the, and that puts Michael Parson at six. Mm-hmm. Then I'm going Jalen Waddle at seven. Then I'm going Slater at um at eight. Then I'm going uh Sertain okay. at nine. And then I'm actually and this is probably gonna knock you off your rocker a little bit. Then I'm going with not it's a brother. Okay, it's a brother, but it's not that brother. <laughs> <laughs> you see me. <laughs> On the screen. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? It's just not that, brother. But no, then I will put uh Caleb Furley from Virginia Tech. Okay. Back to that corner. I'm not mad at Dallas. At 10, yeah. So you don't even have you only got one quarterback. I'm not yeah. mad at that either because yeah. literally an hour ago I only I didn't have only have a quarterback. Oh yeah. Literally you did. an hour ago. Yeah, I, I always there was no way in the world I was putting Justin Fields in this list an hour ago. I just want people to know that. Like, I was never. So he, he's list, never been on my top top ten. List. He wasn't on my top ten list at Georgia. My list would have been identical to Sean's in different arrangements if, an hour ago. I would have had Sertain and I wouldn't have Fields. But <laughs> here we are. The Lord touched my heart like the Pharaoh. Moses <laughs> like the Pharaoh. And <laughs> I have I have made a way for him. Um, but that's <laughs> it. I, so I, I have no problem with your list at all. I think this is. I think this is a good. Um, this is a good um, a top ten right here for both of us. I think yeah. we didn't miss any of this stuff, and and honestly, when you get outside the ten, that's when you start getting a little about what you really. Which, when you start getting out the top ten, that's when you start getting people or projects. Well, you know, they had the boy from the boy from Michigan. He's he's an athletic freak. He needs to put on weight though. Anything else? These are just we feel like ten surefire have the best chance. Mm-hmm. Pro Bowl, All Pro, great future. These, this is it. Yep. Now, I mean. Because in a world where you would talk about people you just know are going to succeed in the NFL, there's second-round picks that I put over first-round picks from a talent standpoint. Najee Harris is more talented than some of these picks that people projected 15 to 20. I'm sorry. He, he is. It's just a fit. He's going to go in a second round probably. Mm-hmm. But Najee and, Harris. And they just don't want, value running backs like yeah. they used to. Which team he goes to, he's going to be fine. So if it was a talent mock. My whole first, my whole top twenty would be. We have people, you know, what I'm saying, Najee Harris yeah, is a better from, from better all over the place. <laughs> exactly. So this is what we're talking about here. We're just doing straight up prospect count, when we, prospect ranking, everything else. We will get into the rankings of positions and where you will hear us talk about how we don't like the quarterbacks on next week's episode because we were breaking down quarterbacks, receivers, and running backs, and then you will hear us talk about how we think both think Justin Fields. Like, come on, but okay, we've seen that before. We've I've been I've heard this on you before. Way too many times. So that's our top ten. I'm gonna we're gonna make some graphics, drop our prospect list on the social media so y'all can you curse us out and say what the hell are you thinking. 
Let and us even know. when I make yeah, the, even, even when I make the graphics, I might change my my ten from Justin Fields. He's that <laughs> off the nice with me. I'm sorry. I just I don't Yo, know, brother. And, and and I think if it's that because nobody on your list else on your list is like that. Yeah, and if it's and if, that's what I'm saying. He's off. He's off. He's, he has he's to be off. off because you do because talent is unquestionable. Exactly. So like if he's you have off. to question it, then it ain't it's not true. And exactly. it's just not true. Exactly. And that and that was the point, the exact point I was trying to make. Yeah. So <laughs> Jalen Phillips. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we are going to get into the bulletin board, the last segment of the show, where we just run down the basic news, things going on in the city. Eventually, we get into the latest things going on. And the first one is that there was an actual protest today, and in front of outside of Governor Tom was Philly office today because apparently they have not processed. 200,000 claims, unemployment claims since last year. <laughs> we are in a pandemic. People are out of work. And you haven't processed in the city. 200,000 unemployment claims? Talk about not even the same denied people. You didn't even open them you up. Didn't, exactly. You didn't even read the letter. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> like, damn. People out here hurting, bro. And then they wonder why the crime is up. They don't care. Well, I got news for you. <laughs> When people are poor, a crime goes up. That's mm-hmm. basic, basic, basic. You know, they, they, they're not going to start book. caring until it's, until it hits, start hitting the neighborhoods. <laughs> Read a book, but that's the first thing in the bulletin board. Please, Governor Tom Wolf or just who's ever protesting, put their foot in your neck. Please get yeah, get them people their money, man. Get them people, get them people money. money. We are in a whole panty. We are we in a whole paramour out here. Today, the city of Philadelphia announced that residents sixty-five and older are now eligible for the COVID-19 vaccine. So if that is your persuasion in your in that age group, then you can rock that way. I also know that in Jersey, if people live across the bridge and are listening to this, the 12th is when actual school people can actually get on the list. So like people who in, in, work in any school, any capacity, get eligible across the bridge. Shout out. That's where I got mine at. Because Pennsylvania was all a full shit show. So you got kids uh, already? Yeah. Second shot on the twenty second shot on the twenty sixth. I'm much next dog. My second shot is on next Friday. Well, two Fridays from now. And that's that. Shout out to Jersey. Uh <laughs> who made it who I just had to click go on the website and click and it was there. The third thing on the bulletin board. Sorry if we might play taps like the military in your funeral. We just water ice. <laughs> yeah, y'all not gonna like this one. The, the first day of spring, free water ice is, it's all fake news because it does not exist anymore. Yeah, not They're not doing news. it this year. They said because of COVID precautions, we are not, they are not going to let us get our free mango or lemon or Swedish fish. The audacity. I love and my I told, Swedish fish. I told Sean that I was at Reader's all last summer. And it just had this. They had the little X's on the ground. Why can't I get? Do the are y'all same broke? Thing. Was, are y'all broke? Are y'all broke? <laughs> Listen, because if y'all can't <laughs> afford some tape, call me. All right, we can figure it out. I know you got the payroll protection loan and Biden in office. What the hell? You know what I'm <laughs> Why can't y'all get rich free water ice? This is this is a travesty. The terrorists you know have won. Charges, charges. If y'all want, but whoa, open whoa, up. Whoa, 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 whoa! My ain't hit yet, brother. Sure. <laughs> You said a lot. Listen, (laughs) all I'm saying is in a pandemic, if you were taking my money last summer, I don't know how you can't, you can't give me the free, give me the free 
if you're saying COVID. Because you ain't have no problem doing COVID when people's out there and some and I was in line behind a lady who got ten large gelatis and waited in line in the X behind her in hundred degrees this last summer. Now all of a sudden you can't do it. And they all melted, you nut. I was about to say, where is she going? By the time they get there, it's gonna be juice. Can you have a car? You're lying. She sat out there and ordered 10 gelatos and, got, and, and, went, and walked to the bus stop. Large. She walked. <laughs> and walked to the bus she, stop. She, Yo, she so must have been I'm giving saying, them away on the bus. I hear you, Rita's. I hear you, Rita's. I don't hear you, Y'all got to figure this out. Or do a drive through. Throw, yeah, throw it to me. I'll catch it. I am not Aguilar. I will catch it. Um, you know what we should do? We should buy a uh, we should buy a readers like a lo- get a location and put a drop. We'll be the first people with, with a readers drop through. As long popping. as we paint it black. As long as what? As long as we're playing paint paint it black, you know, for the for the, for the brothers and sisters. Yeah, why the building be white though? For the culture, right? <laughs> why is why is the vanilla being black and gelati is white? The vanilla ice cream is white. You <laughs> <laughs> said, "What is this?" Paper before you add these black, black words. words. They don't make sense. <laughs> vanilla, the vanilla bean is black. Is black. Vanilla extract is black it's in the black. bottle. Now you got when you white get the ice cream. Is white. White. What's that about? Asparagus tips. Man. All in Asparagus your face. Tips. All in your face. Shout <laughs> <laughs> to Maggie Markle. Anyway, <laughs> I want to come to you, Sean. Mm-hmm. Because you told me, and we you said in the podcast before mm-hmm. about the Citizens app. Mm-hmm. So, I'm on Twitter earlier, and I don't. And I said I don't have the Citizens app because I. And that's not. It's a quick tool I have. I'm a person that understands too much information, too many apps in my phone. I get overstimulated. I don't sleep already. I can't have. I can't. I can you imagine an insomniac with the ability to be checking crime near me and things near me? I would. Ne- I don't sleep now. I'm never going to sleep. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I do know from my loose knowledge, I've never looked at the app, I've, but I understand it to be. Correct me if I'm wrong. It's an app that has alerts for. When you are in a given city, I'm a think, I'm a, I don't know if it's just a Philly app or not. I, I don't know. But it just gives you notifications on what's going on in your surroundings, whether it's news, whether it's crime, whether it's anything that can alert you to, like, anything going on near you. Yep. I was not aware that it could become a live stream hub for just whatever the hell you want to put on. I thought it was an organized app for just, like, alerts. So, well, obviously, you know me that's not? when I watch, yo, yo, she's a cop okay. caller, and, and under this <laughs> moment. On the citizens app, for Philly no other PD, reason, police for no other have reason, received, you should just download the app. Yeah, police <laughs> have received the unconfirmed report of pe- a group of people throwing bottles, and it was her. Now, I didn't know that citizens app could become Yo. a <laughs> app for you to not only be told on for your crime, but to live stream you doing the crime and talk trash about you doing the crime. And told the girl, you can get out the car and get these man hands. 
So is this, is this now TikTok for criminal? <laughs> like, what's going on? With apparently, this? apparently it is. This is new to me. <laughs> this is news to me. Listen, t- somebody need to talk to that lady and tell her that she, she's incriminate. You're incriminating yourself, ma'am. You may not care in the moment, but when you go home and you de-escalate and you calm down, and then people come knock on your door. <laughs> Why would you put on the sins after you're doing the crime? And then you, you're, you're saying to the girl, I ain't talking to you because she's a cop talk. Well, you know the cops are coming calling. and you still taping? <laughs> the fuck Why are you, what are you doing? What are you doing? Get the fuck what, about what part yeah. of the city is that, by the way? Where'd she say she was at? Seventh in that's North. Yeah. Seventh in Clearfield. Clearfield North Seventh Street North. and West Clearfield Street. Okay. Well, so I had to ask you, what the hell is going on this in the app? <laughs> I thought it was just like a nap, but you were a friendly reminder, hey, like don't talk, go that street down here because it might be a fire or something. I didn't know it turned into a world world star and <laughs> We're going to see live fights on Citizen. Neither did I. Neither did I. The You've never on, seen now, it now, yet? Now I, no, I haven't. Now I have the Citizens app. Okay? Yeah. I have the Citizens app. And I have it because I don't watch the news. I don't like the news. I don't watch the news. So I got, And I don't have a Twitter yet anymore yet. So I got to get my news, my information from somewhere. Okay? And I'd rather know what's going on around me. I don't want to care. I don't care about what happened in West Philly or I want to know what's going on where I'm at. Where you at? I've never seen nothing like that on the Citizen. <laughs> I've never seen nothing like that. Yo, didn't even she didn't even like not put her face in the camera. She's like holding like Probably she's taking a said, selfie. Yeah, I know they said I did that crime. I did it, and I'm gonna tell you yeah. why I did it. And like Yo, what? And broad daylight too. Black people are crazy. Silly things. <laughs> Silly things. So, you know, if you want to get in the citizens app to know what's going on, or just to see the, the fight on the corner that you're missing. Or just for your, t- your pure amusement. Yeah. Um, get on there. I said, why should not tell me down on this app? <laughs> <laughs> I'll click on the thing. This bitch, Selena. And I threw the bottle at her in her, at her head. Like, what? Yo, I'm not going to lie. You know what else I feel not to be a little odd with the citizens app, too? The other day, it was something on there. And it, it, it some I don't know who recorded it, but somebody some kind some kind of way they uploaded the recording of the person actually calling the cops, and you can like listen to the recording of it. I'm like, why do I want to hear that? Yeah, it's like why do I? Yeah, that's too much. I don't want to hear all of that. I don't want to hear all of that because now it's like I'm too. I'm now I feel like I'm too involved, and now I feel like somebody can come. You can come ask me questions. Don't come ask me anything. I don't want to know too much. Yeah. If I didn't have so active on Twitter, then I would probably, would, I guess, look to that app. Hopefully, not to watch my day, a bottle thrown at him, or maybe I would if I'm bored enough. But oh, for sure, that's just it was way too much. And she's a cop talker. She's a cop caller. <laughs> I tell you, I'm, I'm gonna have that woman's face in my brain so I can make sure I don't. If I run, if I see her on the street, I'm walked the other way. You ain't gonna have to Google her. Her, her mugshot gonna pop right up. Because apparently she don't care about nothing. She's doing in broad daylight and telling her stuff. Well, you know, and her friend in the background laughing off. Congrats, you're an accomplice. Because that's called crime. <laughs> right. um, she got you messed up. They gonna pull you in. Why didn't you report this crime, man? Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, Village Whiskey has reopened in Rittenhouse Square. Doubled in spacing. It is the one of the, I guess maybe get ten whiskey bars in the city. If you're into whiskey. They make they have pub grub and they've doubled the space of the in, in their indoor dining outdoor area, which is just in time because we're just probably a week away from indoor dining expanding as it went to fifty percent 
today in Jersey. And so as the line goes, Jersey, Pennsylvania, always football. So we'll probably be at 50% indoor capacity within a week. Um, there is a scavenger hunt in Chinatown. Get to know Chinatown's food scene, history, and culture with a fun scavenger hunt. Hunt that explores the neighborhood's landmarks, destinations. Stop by the ticket window at Franklin Square to kick off the outdoor adventure that comes with fun prizes like a Isla Chinatown tote bag and a chance to win a $100 gift set. The hunt is through Sunday, Saturday, March 20th. So if you want to get down in Chinatown, go off. I just like to go there and get some food and get out of there because it's parking. But if you want to do a scavenger hunt in Chinatown, that is your business. Um, That's funny. Evil Genius Brewery is having a brew tour to welcome their new Come Alt, Come Alt and Come Play IPA. It is a partnership with Alternative Radio 104.5, which is a radio station here. Shout out to Paramore. I listen to Alt Rock. And you can do this virtual mini con- you can do a virtual mini concert from Offspring, but they will be doing a brewery tour. Also, Mural Arts opens their socially distanced street art tours this weekend. So if you want to look at some of the great street arts in the street art capital of the world, the most murals in the in the world exist in the city of Philadelphia, street art wise. And if you want to get down with that, you can do that. That is, I'm going to say, the bulletin board for. Because there's so many other things, these random days, who cares? No, no. All, you, all you need to know is that Tom Wolf, people out here hurting, processed between 200,000 claims, unemployment. If you're 65 and older, go get that vax if you want to do, though, because you can now. If you don't want to, you can stay home, watch some, Maury, and see who the father is. Read his water ice. <laughs> it, will, it is not doing the first day of spring water ice, but we I will be tweeting them and seeing if I can move them move it for us. I will be boycotting Rita's. I will they will end up blocking me, but I will try anything. If if anything, I will get me a free water ice. I can't talk about y'all, but I can I can online bully like nobody's business, and I will get me a free water ice. I don't know about yeah, y'all going to. You definitely the queen of like people blo- getting blocked and. Yo, oh yeah, you be harassing I've been people. Times this week, the the the, uh, the royal palace when's the palace blocked me, Queen Elizabeth. <laughs> What did they block you for, Candace? What was you saying to these people? <laughs> what are you doing yeah, to these people? Meghan Markle. The queen blocked me. The queen blocked me. I don't like you anyway. <laughs> what no, she blocked you for? Asked, I simply asked because that interview they said that they asked Meghan Markle, you know, they had some concerns about what color her baby would be, which is racist, as we all know, how dark the baby would be. What the hell? Mm. We asked that. We asked that. So I simply said, what kind of family is asking this kind of questions when, y'all, when you marry to your cousin? Which they are. Her cousin? Queen Elizabeth and Prince Philip, they're cousins on both sides, by the way. They share the same great grandmother in Queen Victoria. They also share, <laughs> they're also cousins on the father's side. I mean, the mother's side as well. They're cousins on both sides of their family. The whole British monarch is not, is not a family tree, it's a, it's a family wreath. They all marry each other. What kind of weird? And they have kids together? Yes. Prince Charles, correct. <laughs> the future king of England, yes. You look at your face right now. And you got the audacity to talk about some American um, mixed race women coming over there and taking your bloodline when you married to your cousin. How dare you? So they blocked me. But it, so, it, the truth hold on, hurts. Hold on. I'm, I'm, I'm still hurt. Let's oh, hold on. It, Wait. Their great grandmother is Queen Victoria. They got the same great grandmother. What? <laughs> that's your great grandmother. <laughs> Yo, that's effing disgusting. Right. So, yeah, like I said, they blocked me. I'm not going. I hate beans on toast anyway for breakfast. Y'all sick. You should have anyway. blocked them. 
You should. I don't even want to see. Y'all shouldn't. Even, y'all don't even have to put it even talk to me. <laughs> Thank you. You eat beans on toast for breakfast. Get out of my face. Sleep with your cousin. That's enough. Thank you. <laughs> Citizens app. Do an update or something, or y'all just going to y'all y'all war yeah. star now. Citizens app. Y'all got to put some restrictions yeah. on there or something. She belongs like like you just said. She belongs to the streets. Yeah. As we taking over, y'all not gonna get no more notifications for stuff going on. Y'all gonna get it's a fight. It's a fight at two p.m. in the corner. Whiskey Village has, re- has reopened, doubled the size of interiors, great interiors, great whiskey flights. If you're into whiskey, hit them up. I'm not just saying it because they gave me free food sometimes. Okay, I am. Anyway, <laughs> Evil Genius Brewery Tour, the new Come Alt and Come IPA, sponsored by 104.5 in Philadelphia, the alternative rock station. You can do a brewery tour at Evil Genius Brewery. And also, there's a Chinatown scavenger hunt through the 20th. There's also a scavenger hunt in Fairmont Park. If you're just in the scavenger hunts in the city, there's a, so many scavenger hunts going on. The Chinatown one, there's a Fairmont Park one, and then the Shofusu Japanese House Garden is doing one because their Cherry Blossom Festival will be virtual. So there's, there's a bunch of scavenger hunts going on all over the city if you want to get gift cards and everything else. And you just have free time to go take pictures at random places and solve, like, who's on top of the city hall? William Penn, yeah. Um... <laughs> Go off. So that's the bulletin yeah, board. Sure. The Sixers will be playing the next two games. Not Ben Simmons. We'll figure it out. Let's hope this so. Eagles, we're behind Jalen Hurts, and we got to restructure some people. And I'm sorry, Zach Ertz, but you're getting traded, partner, because this is a, that's the way business works. Or restructure that deal if you really want to be here. Nina Brown told you. Nina Brown told you. If you don't yeah. understand, it's business, baby. The draft <laughs> is coming up. Look for us to have these. We told you our top 10 prospects, but look for us to have. Way more breakdowns coming on next. Next week you will hear the quarterbacks, running backs, and receivers breakdowns, which is my favorite. Outside of outside of cornerbacks, these are my favorite positions to evaluate because like you just go break them down. Our top five at positions. Look out, we're gonna put that on the YouTube. We're gonna we're gonna cut some videos and we're gonna put them in the pod. And like I said, the bulletin board, unemployment, vaccines, Rita's. Give me my give me my give me. I, I like a mango, please. Give, please, that. please give me my sweetest fish, please, and thank you. <laughs> Whiskey Village, Evil Genius Bar, and then the Chinatown Scavenger Hunt. And I, this has been an episode 19. We're close to 20. And I am one of your hosts, Candace McLean, saying, be safe out there. It's going to be 70 degrees tomorrow. Please don't, please don't fall for it. Don't become out here. No shorts on. Listen, because <laughs> next week it's going to be 40. Exactly. Okay. Make it don't, don't get your life and your immune system. Don't get Enjoy too the weather. But don't let the weather enjoy you. Okay. Very well said. I'm Candace McLean, and I'm joined with the Show on the Connect Carter. And we done people. See you next week. Peace.